Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matufu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy. Glory and to God rain. and praise the Lord. And I want to bless the Lord for you that are standing. Once again on our platform, Freedom Experience, even on our website, because these are the platforms whereby we do minister, we do reach unto you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov Ode from Kampala, Uganda, and I want to thank the Lord for you that you are keeping on uh, following us wherever you are. Thank you, God bless you, and I pray that you continue to share these wonderful teachings uh, that come from Freedom Experience. Yes, this is Pastor Dennis Matov, Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry, where we experience Christ in His Word as life, as light, as grace, and reality for our enjoyment. Christ has become everything. He is everything every day. We need to take Him in our day-to-day life on a daily basis, enjoying Him getting a revelation of him every day we need to get a vision of this christ in the scriptures even today i want to share with you a wonderful uh, message uh, coming from the word of god today we want to see and to understand and even to learn what is the process of god's economy what is the process of god's economy when we talk about economy uh, you are about to understand you are about to understand what we really mean. We must pay a careful attention to an expression such as the processed triune God. When we talk about the processed triune God, uh, uh, to correctly understand what it means, we have got to pay a lot of and careful attention. Hallelujah. So, as we are going to see what it means to have this processed God, living inside of us this processed God living inside of you but we have got to find out what are the ways how does he come and live inside of you and me there has got to be a process and this is what I've come to talk about today by the grace that the Lord provides now we have got to see that this matter is is in the depth of the divine revelation We need to see the revelation of God in the scriptures. We need to have the divine revelation basing on the word of God. And not on philosophies, not on religious theology that we go to study in Bible schools and even other training centers. Nor nor we are not going to self-invent it. We are not going to use uh, our self-invented understanding. We have got to go back into the scriptures to understand the, the, the visions of God. Now the Bible clearly reveals that there is one God who is immutable. That's what the Bible says. 
There is one God who is immutable, and in his essence and attributes, he is one and is immutable. We have got to know the immutability of God. Hallelujah. He does not change. He is this only God. He does not change. Let us go to Isaiah chapter 50, 45. Isaiah chapter 45. And uh, we shall see verses 5. We begin with Isaiah 45 verses 5. The Bible says that, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I guarded thee Thou, though thou hast not known me. You see, he says, I am the Lord, there is none beside me. I guarded you, and uh, though thou hast not known me. You see, there are sometimes God gives us graces, carries us, guards us, when we don't even know him. By the time you get saved and believe in him, he has done a lot in your life. Now, let us also add on some other scripture in 1 Corinthians. Then we go and uh, we shall go through some other scriptures to see and uh, understand what we have come to share today. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 in verses 4. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 8, 4, As concerning therefore the eating of those things, mm -hmm, that are of offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God, no other God but one. There is none other God but one. Now we begin with a process in the scripture that shows us that initially God is one. There is no any other God. He is one. Now, he is eternally the Father, He is eternally the Son, and He is eternally the Spirit. He is one. Though we are seeing the, 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 um, the aspects in which He manifests himself, himself. Now we see that all three that we have mentioned, the, the Father, the Son, and the, and the Spirit, they are one God. All these three are God. Let us add on First Peter chapter 1 and verses, verses 2. The Bible says in First Peter um, chapter 1 verses 2, it says in verse 2 that elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit and to obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ grace unto you and peace be multiplied now peter brings it uh, in this way and is, is revealing that this uh, god who is one appears in three forms appears in three ways he is the the spirit that sanctifies us and is also the the the, the, the jesus christ the son that sprinkles his blood unto us by his grace and peace that keeps on multiplying on a day-to-day -day basis now i wanted to give you some other scriptures before we come to explain today's message we are talking about the process of god's economy we are we want to learn the processed triune god we want to understand how did god who was 
dwelling in an approachable light who has one and immutability he was immutable how is he able to come and live within us we want to see that process okay and i bless god for this wonderful message let us also go in hebrews chapter 1 verses 8 i hope you are writing down or you are recording something hebrews chapter 1 and verses 8 For the Bible says in Hebrews 1:8 that um chapter 1 verses 8 the Bible says that but unto the son he says thy throne o god is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom when god was speaking to the son jesus christ he told him thy throne o god how we follow it so we are We we are now going deeper to see what this one God uh uh where he starts from and how he comes into us in the process in the full process as we are going to see it by the grace of the Lord. Acts chapter 5 verses 3. Acts chapter 5 verses 3. The Bible says in verse 3 of Acts 5 that but Peter and Ananias Why thy uh, sorry but Peter said Ananias why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land now in these several scriptures we are seeing the interchangeable use of God God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit yet they are talking about God and the Bible says in verse 4 while it remained was it not thine own And after it was sold was it not in thy own power why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart thou hast not lied unto men but unto god when he lied the holy spirit ananias when they and the wife when they lied the holy spirit they were lying unto god okay i hope you are following now this immutable god he is eternal also He is eternal. He is eternal. That is Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6. Um today I want to take you into several scriptures in this teaching so that we get clear clear background. Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 6. The Bible says that for unto us a child is born and to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace the son that was given according to isaiah says is the mighty god christ was also the mighty god okay so let us also come back to hebrews 1:12 and also hebrews 9:14 Hebrews 1:12 Hebrews 1:12 Look at these several scriptures you will get to see the God we are talking about and how he comes from that state to reach us Now the Bible says in Hebrews 1:12 that and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up and they shall be changed but thou art the same and thy years shall not fail Here we see the scriptures telling us that God is the same he never changes he is the same okay now uh, let us come to Hebrews 
chapter uh, 9.14 uh, 9.14 I want to give you enough background of scriptures before we go to explain this wonderful message concerning the process of God's economy Hebrews 9 verse 14 the Bible says how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God okay so another thing we have got to know on this God he is he, he coexist when we talk about he he, he coexist we mean that they exist simultaneously God the Father God the Son God the Spirit they coexist meaning that they exist simultaneously and when we read in Matthew chapter 3 verses 16 we see that they were all mentioned in Matthew when Jesus was uh, coming out of uh, the waters from baptism the Bible says in Matthew chapter 3 verses 16 that and Jesus when he was baptized went up straight away out of the water and behold the heavens were opened unto uh, him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning lighting upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased we see that in just one instance these three appeared and at the same time we will not say that at one time God was there then God became the Son then the Son became the Holy Spirit no they coexist they live they dwell they live simultaneously amen even John chapter 14 the Bible says in John 14 verses uh, 16 Bible says in 14:16 of John uh, it says that uh, this is Jesus now telling us John 14 16 he says that and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever Jesus is praying to God the father so that the God the father gives us God the spirit so in this verses we will see that they coexist i want to show you another thing we have seen that all three coexist we want to see also that all these three co inhere now these terms are theological and biblical and spiritual terms that help us to understand this god and the process he used to come to become reachable and accessible by human beings by humanity all the three core in here what does that mean it means that they dwell in one another they dwell in one another they call in here we saw that they coexist meaning that they exist simultaneously it is not that at one time God was there and then Jesus came and then the Holy Spirit no they live together they live simultaneously and another thing we have we have come to see is that these three call in here meaning that they dwell in one another let us go back to the book of john chapter 14 now verses 11 the bible says that believe me that i am in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very works sake jesus was telling the disciples that if you don't believe me that uh, 
for the work's sake, then believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Now, when you come to verse 17, the Bible says that even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. So Jesus was speaking of the Father and Jesus was speaking of the Spirit at the same time. This is how they, they, they inhale, living in one another. That's why when he says that I'll send you another comfort, I shall be with you. Then he goes on to tell us that I shall come back and live within you. These are things we have got to understand. You come to, to John chapter 14 verses 20, you see what we are talking about. When we come to verse 20, the Bible says that at that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now we see that we are included as the body of Christ. We are included the moment we believe. We are mingled with this triune God to go in here. Hallelujah. To live in one another. This is wonderful. This is so wonderful. Now, when we come to John 17, Jesus again says in John 17 verses 21, the Bible says that, that they all may be one as thou as as thou father art in me and i in thee that they also may be one in us hallelujah that the world may may believe that thou hast sent me we are included in this mingled triune god hallelujah this is so wonderful this is so wonderful so another what we have seen is that god is eternal he coexists is coexisting and also he co-inheres he is co-inhering he's a co-inhering triune god he is always he has been there and is always there hallelujah he has been and always will be he is perfect his perfection in his eternal godhead is not subject to change he never changes he never changes when we talk about uh, his perfection in his eternal uh, uh, in his eternity as God he is not subject to change glory to God now we have seen him in his glories now we see that when we come to the New Testament it clearly reveals that God became a man that one is in John 1:14 we know the Bible says he became a man the, that which was the word in the beginning became flesh put on flesh and became a man to dwell with us now in this man that came to us the lord jesus christ the bible says the fullness of the godhead was dwelling in him colossians chapter 2 verses 9 the one who came uh, as the word that became man the bible says that the fullness of the Godhead was dwelling in him. Now, when we read in Colossians chapter 2, verses 9, the Bible says that, uh, Colossians 2, 9, that for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That is the Bible. It says that the one who came to us and he was man, the Bible has told us that he was having the entire fullness of God. Hallelujah. And I trust God that you are following, you are following clearly with your pen and with your Bible, even with your notebook, because we have got to benefit from this. We have seen 
that now at this time God has become man and he is now living with man here on earth those are the days when Jesus came here on earth the bible says in him all the fullness of the godhead dwells now considering the steps through which he passed because we have seen them he, there were some steps whereby God had to pass in order for him to turn to become into a man God was conceived by the spirit within the womb of the human virgin remember the bible says in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 now we see the process begins whereby the spirit comes to visit Mary and the bible says that Mary conceived by the power of the holy spirit and the bible says in Ma in Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 he mentions and says uh, the process begins whereby the spirit had to come and uh, overshadow Mary in 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 Matthew 1:18 uh, let us read and see the bible says that now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together she was found with the child of the holy ghost she was found with the child of the holy ghost we see that after that the process begins whereby the holy spirit comes and starts it then he was born you know the process he was born after nine months and as an infant he was worshiped by the magi when he was still in the manger an infant in Matthew chapter 2 verses 11 people began to worship him because he had he was god he was god the bible says and the magi had to come and they worshiped him the bible says that and when they were come into the house they saw the young child with mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him and when they had opened their treasures they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh okay so we see that they began to worship this young little infant because this little infant was god when we go back to uh, Isaiah 9:6 it was telling us that a child is born to us and he shall be called mighty god that this infant which was in the manger was the mighty god that's why they came to worship him now this is wonderful this wonderful god man lived in human life the way we live in our daily life he died on the cross the all inclusive death he died and in his death everything was included concerning our negative and positive things hallelujah he was resurrected and then he ascended as god man now the god man uh, jesus christ is now living with his humanity in heaven he is living with his, with his humanity he took humanity and to the uh, and to god and he brought into us the divinity by resurrection we see that with his humanity he brought into divinity by resurrection that means that humanity was uh, taken to divinity and divinity was brought to humanity that is after resurrection now is on the throne and he is the, the 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 king of the kings and the lord of lords over the universe he's on the throne but this he is a god man the process we have seen it begins with the holy spirit 
coming and uh, overshadows Mary. Then a child is born unto us, a mighty God. Then he lives a human life. Then he dies on uh, on the cross, the all-inclusive death. Then he was resurrected and also he ascended. The Bible says he also descended as the Spirit. Okay? So, we have seen that now the God-man Jesus Christ, with his humanity, he brought us into the divinity of God. He brought divinity by resurrection. You see? So, this is the God we are talking about. The Bible talks about um, this also in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8. The Bible says in Hebrews 1, 8, uh, it says that thou has put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. We see that God, after Christ had resurrected, he put all things under him, under his feet. Furthermore, we are going to see that for God is this administration, for God is economy. Uh, Christ as the last Adam, who is God in the flesh, in resurrection became the life-giving spirit to impart life, which is God himself coming into us. Now, this last part, this last process is what most people have not seen as a vision in the scriptures. The process does not end by Christ's ascension, but it continues. And we see him coming back as the life-giving spirit. After resurrection, he becomes the life-giving spirit to impart life to those that believe in him, which is God himself coming into us. That is clearly stated in 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 uh, in First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and verses forty-five. The Bible says, uh, "Yes, fifteen forty-five." Paul tells us that, um, and so it is written: the first man Adam was made a living soul; the last Adam was made a quickening spirit, a life-giving spirit. And we know very well that the last Adam is Jesus Christ. And the process ends that, telling us that he becomes the life-giving spirit. Why? To impart life. The Bible says in him was life. And the life, this life uh, uh, becomes uh, the, the, in him was light and the light becomes the uh, the life becomes the light of men that is John 1 okay so in his essence and Godhead God is eternally without change he does not change in his Godhead in his essence in his nature he does not change we, we began with those scriptures we, we saw we saw the immutability of God. Yet in his economy, when I talk about economy, I'm talking about his, his, his administration, his plan, his divine plan, his economy. Hallelujah. His household management. When we talk about his economy, God 
in Christ has passed through a process to become the all-inclusive life-giving spirit to get into us. In his essence, and his, in his Godhead, God is eternally without change. He never changes. We have seen the scriptures. Yet for the purpose of his economy, for the purpose of his plan, for the purpose of his administration, that which he purposed before even the worlds were set, God in Christ has passed through a process to become the all-inclusive life-giving spirit to get into us. That is his desire from eternity past. This is, as, this is the reason as why all the scriptures are written. The end result must be God is living in us. Emmanuel, God with us. Now, here then is a profound revelation. And this revelation is in two aspects. We have seen number one, in his essence, that is in his nature as a spirit and Godhead, we have seen that one. God is eternally without change. We have got to see these two revelations in the scriptures. When we talk about God in his essence, God in, in his nature as the spirit and in his Godhead, God is eternally without change. He never changes. Yet when we come to the economy of God, to the household management of God, to the administration of God, we have seen that God in Christ has passed through a process to become the all-inclusive life-giving spirit to get into us. That process was so long, it began right away from 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 eternity past he purposed that he will come into our form that he will come and uh, be transfigured to become like us so that he's able to enter into us it was planned it is his household management it was in his administration it was in his economy so god dwells in unapproachable light that is first timothy 6 16 God, as in his essence, he dwells in an approachable light. No one can approach him. Everyone cannot stand before that light. But we see that the one who is approachable, unapproachable, he is now living in us. The question would be, how can we approach such a God? How would we approach such a God who is in, the, in that unapproachable light? Nobody could. Because he told Moses, no one sees me and lives. How can such a God approach us who is full of light? We could not stand. We could melt away. Hallelujah. When we look at 1 Timothy 6, 16, the, the state of God was unapproachable. Yet when we go through the scriptures, we see that the Bible is telling us, when he became a man, he became the light of the world. The light which was not approachable now becomes the light that the world needs. John chapter 8 verse 12, he says that I am the light of the world. The one who was dwelling in that unapproachable light becomes the light that the world needs. And now as the spirit, he lives in us. So wonderful. He lives in us. Romans chapter 8 verses 9. Now 
God as the Spirit lives in you, lives in me, lives in all those that have believed. Hallelujah. Glory to God for that. The Bible says that uh, in Romans 8, 9, that, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, we see that now the Spirit of God is able to, to, to live in us. It's also We also see the Spirit of Christ mentioned uh, here. Now God is living in us. And we are the light of the world, according to Matthew 5.14. The one who came, the one who was once in an approachable light, becomes the light of the world. And after becoming the light of the world, then uh, he lives in us, we become the light of the world. Matthew 5.14 Now as we recall with the totality of the divine revelation we have so far seen, as we attempt to, to describe what the Bible reveals, uh, we use the words such as processed God. God goes through a process. There is a process that it goes through. So we use this word, processed God. That's why we brought this message, what does it, uh, what is the process of God's economy? What does it mean to, that God is processed? Now in himself, God is immutable. He does not change. But because there is a process that will lead to salvation, redemption, and God living in man, there had to be a process. So that the, the, the one who is immutable, through Christ, God has to pass through a process to become the life-giving spirit. And therefore, we say that God, who is perfect and immutable, unchanging in his Godhead, he has become the complete God, the processed God in his administration, in his economy, in his plan. He is not only the perfect God, but he is also the complete God who is dispensed, is now being dispensed into us, is now being, uh, is now being distributed into us for our enjoyment, for our experience. And that's why we talk about the experience of Christ, experiencing Christ. We are now enjoying this perfect God, the one who is complete. We are now enjoying because he's now in the form whereby he's able to be dispensed in the form whereby is able to be distributed into us on a daily basis for our experience and enjoyment. The Bible says um, in, in 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians 13, 14 when Paul was saying farewell to the Corinthians he says that um, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. By the time Paul prays such a prayer that includes God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to be with us, it means that the process was now complete and the God who is immutable was able to live with us. Glory to God for that. And this is the scripture telling us, may the grace of God, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. When grace is with us, Christ is with us. When the love is with us, God is with us. 
in communion is with us, the Holy Spirit is with us, that we may leave Him for His corporate expression and to His eternal glory and satisfaction. Today I want to tell you, we are able to live with Him. He is able to live with us because the process is complete. Hallelujah. So we all must open the full light in the Word. I've given you enough scriptures. If we seek only God Himself, we will eventually see that the God we seek is eternally unchanging and yet processed in His economy for our experience and for our enjoyment so that we enjoy Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to stop here. God bless you. And I believe that you have at least received something and uh, this is going to help you. God bless you. Thank you for always checking in and follow us, following us uh, from our different platforms. Please visit our website on www.freedomexperienceministry.org. Get our app. Get our app. You can visit Google Play Store. You can check it on social medias. You can always find it on the on the website. Install it. You will find a lot of teachings. You will find a lot of teachings and activities that we do. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, Freedom Experience Ministry, Kampala, Uganda. We love you. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website, www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.